Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, everybody? My name is David EJ Berger. You can find me at Carl Jr. on Twitter. And welcome to Training Camp Dialed In. I'll be featuring phone calls with NFL writers and reporters from the actual sidelines of camp, getting their first-hand accounts of the action from a fantasy perspective. This is the place to be all month long, as I'm bringing you three to four shows per week filled with football knowledge that's going to help your team win your leagues this season. So you need to subscribe to the Fantasy Authority feed, the exclusive home of the super short-run, super niche, and super essential podcast for the month of August. And we are back. We are back. Good to be back. This is an absolutely loaded show today as we're talking about a team that fell out of the good graces of fantasy gamers last season, but looking to rebound in 2021. We're talking about the New England Patriots. I dialed up Chris Mason. He's the Patriots beat writer for Mass Live, which you can find at Mass Live News on Twitter or MassLive.com. You can find him at by Chris Mason. Not only does Chris have insights galore on this Patriots team, but there's a nice little nugget about a quarterback for a certain other team the Patriots have been taking the field against. A nice little bonus as he delivers the definitive guide to the 2021 New England Patriots. What are we waiting for? Let's bring him on! Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Mason. Hello, Chris. Appreciate you taking the time. I I know this is a crazy time of year, uh, especially with the travel. I know you just did, which I'm actually kind of anxious to ask about. Uh, So why don't we hop right in? All right. Sounds good. All right, Chris, you mentioned to me while we were setting this up that you were in Philadelphia for the joint practices with this Patriots squad and the Philadelphia Eagles. What were some of your big takeaways from those sessions from the offensive side of the ball? From New England perspective or just in general? New England perspective in general, whatever's on top of the mind. So Patriots quarterbacks both started slow. Day one, uh, I, I thought Jalen Hurts was the best quarterback on the field for either team. And it wasn't like that close that day. Yeah, definitely not the best day for either Patriots quarterback. I think Mac was better, but then they both bounced back yesterday. The second day joint practice was really focused on red zone work. And I, I mean, there were like two or three incompletions on the Patriots side all practice. You know, they were just hitting all the throws I needed to hit. Yeah, that's just the jumping off point. Well, typically how this works is I'd like to jump in and talk about this offense as a whole next. And uh, to do that, I'd like to touch base on last year. This Patriots squad finished 27th in total points scored and 27th in total yards as well. And they were also 29th in the league in total plays. So not a ton of points or even opportunity to get more points for fantasy gamers. They also ran a league high 37% of their plays out of 21 personnel. But this is a new year and this offense is almost NBA-like in its revamped nature with all of its acquisitions from what you've seen in camp so far how is this offensive unit coming together in terms of scheme formations tendencies to get more points on the scoreboard and for our lineups in 2021 so i think you're going to see a lot of two tight end personnel this year just based on the signings they had with johnny smith and hunter henry and then you still have like depth now with devin asiasi who they took in the third round a year ago but the issue with the joint practices is all of them are hurt 
Asiasi was literally the only healthy tight end on the roster for the second day. And, you know, when that's a red zone centric day, it's pretty tough to get a feel of what they're going to be like when you only have one tight end for all of the red zone reps. But I do expect them to be just like vastly improved from last season. I mean, down the stretch last year, it was like watching like a bad high school offense at times where it was just like so simple and so there were just easy throws that Newton wasn't hitting, and it, it was it was a rough watch for a while there. So I do expect him to be better, but the issue so far is we haven't really gotten a clear picture because these guys have been hurt a lot. Where Hunter Henry's working his way back from a shoulder injury now. He was in pads, but he didn't participate. Johnny Smith hurt his ankle. He's in street clothes. Nelson Aguilar has been dealing with an issue. He missed the first preseason game, so we didn't even get a look at him right off the bat. So, I mean, the pieces are there, but they just haven't been on the field together now to get a real, real good look. And then... At this point, they are running. It's almost like two different offenses with Cam Newton and Matt Jones. And at this point, I expect Newton to start the year. And so I think that's going to be an even more like run-centric attack, as you'd expect, like run, 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 set up play action. And that's one thing with this offense is that the running game should be good either way, where they have maybe the deepest like group of running backs in the league. And there's a lot of versatile skill sets within that because, I mean, I expect Damian Harris to get a ton of touches and to kind of be like, in New England, there's never a bell cow back, right? You're never going to get Derrick Henry type carries. But I think Damian Harris is going to get the ball a lot. And then James White is in that third down role again. And I think you know, he's arguably the best third down back in the league. The question then is whether you're going to have Newton or Mac Jones throwing to him. And I think he'd be more productive with Jones because, I mean, last year was maybe his least productive year ever with Newton. Absolutely great stuff, Chris. Thank you so much. Uh, you mentioned the quarterback situation, and I think that's a big question mark for fantasy gamers. Multiple questions, in fact. It's Cam Newton or Mac Jones. For Cam, let's start with him. There's a big divide uh, where people feel like he's fine but not great or completely washed. From what you've seen in camp, who has more evidence for their case between those sides? It's somewhere in the middle. I mean, he's not totally washed. But there's, there's also like a sect of people, especially that I find on Twitter, that think he's still 2015 Cam. And it's like, no, that is not the case either. You know, he's, the way I'd put it is at this point, he's consistently inconsistent. You know, he'll have a very good day. Like yesterday, he hit 13 to 15 passes, you know, made a lot of checkdowns. But like in the red zone, the Eagles are playing a ton of zone defense. So the checkdown was the right read at the time. And he's making that read and like puts together a really good productive day. Then you have a day like Monday where he has some throws where it's like, buddy, what were you thinking there? You know, forcing a ball into double covers, it gets picked off. And it just seems like it, it feels like at this point, Matt Jones is already reading defenses quicker where like I noticed that yesterday where you see Matt go first read, second read, third read. Maybe that's not even there. So he's going to roll out. Whereas Newton is usually like first read, second read. If he gets to the third read, uh, it's going to take some time. Let's talk about Mac Jones then next. The rookie comes in heralded, I would say. I wouldn't say unheralded. He had an impressive debut in his first preseason game. I think he had the highest passer rating for all rookie QBs in week one of preseason. How has he looked overall so far? You gave us a little bit of insight into how he's reading defenses, but is he tracking toward being that week one starter, in your opinion, or does he still have some development to do? I think Bill Belichick, I think he could start week one. I don't think Bill Belichick will have him start week one and I think it's interesting with Belichick where he's always kind of treated the first four games even like an extension of the preseason where a lot of stuff is bland a lot of a lot of stuff is just like you know, you're not you're not really going too in depth with it. That was a lot easier to do when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback, and you know either way you're making the divisional round, right? Like <laughs> you're just gonna get there. So, but he always seems to take it slow. So I don't see him trying to rush Jones' progression to start in Week One. I do think he'll start at some point this year, and I think that ascent is too. It's too obvious to not notice. Like even from when we got to watch the first OTAs to where he is now, 
the growth is exponential and it's in the offense and it's a lot of it is mental where like he's doing things pre-snap now he's recognizing oh there's seven men in the box here I'm, I'm changing the play we're audibling this is like you know we're not running into this that sort of thing whereas like when he had started out it was only what, two or three months ago now he was just like he was captain check down all the time where it was just like all right uh i'm gonna hit the running back because that's a safe play i'm gonna hit the running back so that's a safe play now he's pushing the ball downfield he's more confident and and uh i mean you can tell he holds himself to a pretty high standard too like he gets like his body language he gets like pissed at himself on the sidelines when he misses the throw and so i think he has high expectations and you know i think he's going to start at some point but i i don't think as a stance it'll be week one this is why we're here chris you're our eyes and ears in camp this is absolutely great stuff thank you so much i actually have a question off script here where are you at with mac in terms of fit for the patriots i mean i know there's the belichick saving connection he fell to them in a nice spot in the draft to draft him is mac you know, someone that could be this franchise guy moving forward, or was it just a situation where we had a, a good prospect at QB and it was a good position to take him? Well, I think he absolutely could be the franchise guy moving forward. And I don't think that Bill Belichick would have taken him in the first round just because, you know, well, he's there and we need a quarterback at some point. Like that is not in Bill's nature. I do think that he executes the offense the way Josh McDaniels wants it executed. You know, it's very intelligent. It's very like pre-snap read oriented. And um, I do think that like he's a long-term fit in that sense. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's talk about the pass catchers next. For the wide receiver room, in comes Nelson Aguilar off a hot year in Vegas. Kendrick Bourne comes over from the Niners, chipping in a touchdown here and there last year. Best ball drafters have been snagging Jacoby Myers late all summer. And Nikhil Harry is still around, although I'm not sure his truthers are. After that is a mixed bag of guys. How have these guys looked, and how do you expect this room to play out into the field? So I will say Nelson Aguilar has gotten the most separation of anyone. He's gotten open the most when he's been healthy, and he's looked like a number one receiver in that regard drops have been a little bit of an issue from time to time, which I mean, it's kind of the story of his career, right? So it's more of the same, but he's definitely getting the most separation. And like, he was really good in these joint practices. Like the first day, even though the quarterbacks had a day, bad day, like Aguilar had a great one where he was just open all the time. I think Jacoby Myers is going to basically slot into the vacant, like Julian Edelman slot position. And he's somebody that it's funny, like 
none of his measurables like stand out. You know, he's not super fast. He's not super quick with a three cone. You know, he's six foot two. So he's not like the conventional, like little slot receiver in the Patriots offense, but that guy just finds a way to get open all the time. And he catches the ball. So honestly, I think he'd be a great pickup just as somebody that seems to catch everything. that's like all of his targets. And if he's in that slot position full time, you know, I think that he's going to be targeted a lot. That's just the nature of the Patriots offense. Um, Bourne has been solid, but hasn't really like stood out one way or the other yet. There's, there's not a ton to take away from him. Very uh, Kendrick Bourne like. Yeah. Uh, Nikhil at this point is the king of like stealing the show with a great like one-on-one drill catch and then disappearing in team drills. And like first preseason game, you played the entire first half and didn't have a target until like he had one in the second half. He had finished with like one catch for four yards, which is very like, you know, he's, he's lighting it up in those like individuals and you see the potentials there, but then when the game rolls around, he's still not realizing it. One dark horse for a roster spot at this point would it be Christian Wilkerson in that first preseason game had nine targets and you know, nobody else. I don't think a wide receiver, another wide receiver had more than three. Some of that's the nature of the playing time, but it's also because Wilkerson keeps getting open. His issue is also drops. He dropped a touchdown pass in that game that like, there was a good defensive play on it, but it still got his hands in the end zone. You'd like to see him make that catch and drops were an issue again, the last couple of days in Philly. But I mean, if he can clean those up, he's, he's getting separation and he's like coming for that last roster spot. But I mean, time might go to Nikhil just based on the first round pedigree. Wilkerson may be a name to, to write down for some preseason DFS for those sicko DFS grinders out there. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. You mentioned Jacoby, uh, and I do think people put too much of a premium a lot of times on the physical attributes and not enough on route running. So uh, he's a, a player I like and a fun story. Okay, I usually end with the tight ends, but I'm moving them up in the show because we have a couple headliners here in Johnny and Hunter Henry. You've mentioned they've been missing, so we can't get a, a ton of analysis in terms of their on-field performance, but maybe from the talking camp or, or just your general sense of this team as someone who knows it this well, which of those guys do you suspect would be the, the tight end that gets more targets? For fantasy gamers targets is interesting i think johnny was going to finish with more yards and i i mean i've been more impressed with his camp in general thus far um and obviously he's a great yard after catch guy i don't know if henry will get more targets it's just interesting because his fan base was so fixated on hunter henry for like the whole offseason because he had so many connections with like oh belichick said he's been watching him since he was in high school at arkansas they were talking after the chargers game last year like he's coming here where like smith flew under the radar then smith is the one they signed first day one of free agency and then it was like oh we still have money let's let's get hunter henry too but i do think that's like johnny was someone that's flying under the radar and he really shouldn't be you know before he got banged up he looked awesome in camp whether it was like i know it doesn't really help the fantasy community as much but his run blocking was nasty i mean he was putting people on their heels all the time and i don't i think he profiles just as like someone that's going to have a huge impact on the team henry i haven't seen as much of just because he's been dealing with that shoulder injury and i mean he definitely had some timing issues early in camp but i think that's stuff that does get ironed out over you know we still got what another month four weeks until the season starts and, um, you know, he's already back in pads, so I think it's only a matter of time before he gets back out there. So we're giving the slight edge to yeah. Janu so far. And uh, I think the run blocking, though, is a, an important nugget you just gave because, hey, he's going to be on the field. Maybe things play breaks up and suddenly we have to do some improv and Janu gets a target that maybe he, we weren't expecting. So and he's a great run after catch guy, like you said. So slight edge to Janu. Great stuff, Chris. Thank you. And then the running back room, I think, is where drafters need a lot of help. You've mentioned Damian Harris should be the 
guy, and he's a popular zero RB build target. But then Ramondre Stevenson ripped off one of the highlights of preseason week one with a long TD, and his truthers came out of the woodwork. They were victory lapping. They were behind the wheel, raising their flag, saying, hey, I like this guy in the draft process. Uh, James White is still around as well. You mentioned him. And deep in these fantasy streets, J.J. Taylor actually has some backers. How do you see this room playing out? You mentioned Harris being that guy, but is he more between the tackles or should we see him get some receiving volume? How do you think this room plays out? I think he's primarily a between the tackles guy, but has the ability to catch where that's one thing that, you know, Sony Michelle was very one dimensional in that regard. And, you know, he's still kicking around too. And he might be, it's interesting. He's been someone that's been a popular, popular in like trade rumors where, you know, a team like the Rams could really use a running back like that. But at this point, the Patriots are probably going to get like a fourth or like fourth best case scenario, maybe a fifth or a sixth for him. And I don't think that's great value. So I'm not, you know, entirely confident that he will be traded, but I do think you're going to see Damian Harris get the bulk of the carries. The thing with Ramondre Stevenson's interesting is that he had that great preseason game, right? And you saw that flash a week before running back coach Ivan Fierce was asked about him. He said like, well, what do you think Ramondre needs to get better at? He goes, everything. He needs to get better at everything. He goes, what do I like about him? I like that he's here right now, but he needs to get better at everything. And he's usually someone that, like, he really calls a spade a spade and pumps guys up. Like, he was, like, driving the J.J. Taylor hype train last summer where he's like, J.J., this guy's awesome. Like, he's good at this, this, this. So I will say, I won't call the first game fool's gold, but I think you're going to need to see it again before you really want to pencil him into any sort of lineup, you know? He's definitely a player to watch on Thursday night against the Eagles. And then J.J. Taylor, man. Like, so I think James White is your starter in the third down role slot. Like, he's, he's your number one pass catching back. J.J. Taylor just, every time the ball's in his hands, it feels like something good happens. And one thing about New England is when you can do that, you're going to find your way onto the field. So although it doesn't look like, you look, you take a step back and look at the running back room, and you're like, is J.J. Taylor the odd man out? I don't know that he would pass through waivers at this point, and I don't know that they want to let him go. So I think there's a tough decision coming, and, you know, it really just could end up being injury-based over the next two preseason games. You know, if somebody gets banged up, then maybe they're the odd man out. You know, we haven't even mentioned Brandon Bolden, who's still, like, in the he's in the running back conversation i know he's not he's not going to get a ton of touches but it's just like as another roster spot that they need to consider who like maybe he's cut maybe he's not running back one is the toughest to predict man like they're just so deep there well we need to be following chris to keep tabs on the situation as it develops uh, and i also want to formally apologize to sony michelle for not mentioning his name in the run-up hey. uh, to the question He's an afterthought for a reason right now. Like <laughs> that's fair enough. And he, I mean, I was a big Sony guy when he was coming out. I, I mean, he was so electric at Georgia. It's a little, so that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But I mean, Damien just took off with that job last year where it was like, you're like, yeah, you think New England running back, you think Damien Harris now. Absolutely. All right, Chris, uh, I have one question left, but it's a bit of a toughie. I'm going to make you put yourself out there. What is your boldest fantasy prediction for the Patriots in 2021? Oh, Boldest prediction. Give me that Jacoby Myers is the most productive like wide receiver at the end of the day. You know, he's he's slotted in a lot of depth charts as the number three guy on this Patriots roster, but I think he's gonna get a ton of catches. He just finds a way to get open. So I would uh pick Jacoby Myers. Go with him. Well, that's music to the ears of these sicko best ball drafters who have about 20 drafts in and they're they're rostering a 40% Jacoby Myers share so far. <laughs> so thank you, Chris. Uh, you've said it all. Where can people find all your stuff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at by Chris Mason and uh, everything is on masslive.com, all the stories and everything. So right there. Make sure you're, you're keeping tabs. Sounds like this Patriots team is going to be interesting all the way up to week one. Thank you so much once again, Chris. Until next year, have a great season. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Jacoby Myers, route running PPR God. You 
are now dialed in.